welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about planning ahead and using the upcoming 1950 census release as practice. I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I didn't realize we had started recording. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listeners will have no idea what you're talking about, but Janine didn't realize I had started the recording and was having a conversation with me, which I just (laughs) ignored and started recording. (laughs) You just started started introducing yourself in the middle of my conversation. Yes. And thank you to the beauty of editing. Our listeners wouldn't know the difference if we hadn't told them. That's right. And it's only episode 197. So we'll get this or I'll get this right at some point. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Um, But I was afraid you were going to burst into laughter when um, I just started talking. Yeah, I know. I held it together. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. Well, Speaking of holding it together, are you holding it together over the release of the 1950 census? So excited uh, that on April 1st, the 1950 U.S. census will, results will be released. It's very exciting uh, for genealogists. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to talk, I was talking to Barry about it last night, trying to get him excited. I, I, I wasn't that successful. But um, yeah, so every 72 years, I mean, geez, every 10 years, uh, uh, they release a census that's from 72 years before. And uh, so that's why this year it's the 1950 census that's being released. Right. Um, did I hear somewhere that they're actually going to make it longer period of time because people are living longer? Because it wasn't that the original idea between around um, holding, holding it yeah. for 72 years? I, I don't know if you heard that. I have not heard that. Um, and I also read somewhere that, that it's actually apocryphal that that's why, uh, that that's why they, um, wait 72 years, that it doesn't have to do with lack of expectancy. So, oh, really? Yeah. So who knows? Um, huh. maybe I'll, I'll try to research that before we publish this and put it in the show notes. Yeah. Fact um, check so, this. Yeah, exactly. I'm like Monica, <laughs> your dad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, so yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's uh, it'd be. I hope not, because you know, I don't want to wait more than ten years for the next one. All right. Of course, everything's gonna be different, right? So before this, this is. I think they'll maybe not. There are not gonna be many hand hand written censuses left. And yeah, I saw a piece in the New York Times that um, this last census may be the last one where people go door to door. Oh, yeah, and certainly the door-to-door was a lot less. Yeah. Uh, and I think they went door-to-door with iPads, not, you know, pads of paper. Right, not paper. Right. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing to, to think about. But, um, 
So every 10 years this happens, and I remember the 1940 release, but this year it's different because uh, technology changes over the last 10 mm -hmm. years. And um, so there are going to be some rudimentary name indexes available from the outset. Um, so you could search on your family's name if you know who you know was living in 1950, say your parents, mm -hmm. um, and depending on the quality of the handwriting software, handwriting recognition software, you may get a hit, um, which is kind of exciting. Makes it yeah. a little more accessible from the get-go. So Ancestry and Family Search will be indexing like crazy and um, releasing state-by-state, -state, apparently, uh, indexes that are more um, less rushed, more, mm -hmm. checked, more checked and so forth. But, um, but you know, P hardcore people like me <laughs> are not going to be satisfied with that because, right, know, right. What if, what if um, my people's names are indexed wrong? So we have to plan ahead to come up with uh, ways to find our people on April first. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not a joke. That's right. And I uh, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to stay up and do it at midnight. I'm going to probably wait until the morning, but uh -huh. I have cleared my schedule for the day. Wow. Well, <laughs> and before we get too much further, I do want to say that I believe it was the release of the 1940 census that you shared with me is what originally got me interested in genealogy. Oh, I remember that. So that would have been, what, 2012? Yeah. Yep. And it was, that was after it was indexed, so we were able to look up your... Grandparents, maybe? Um, well, we looked, no, my parents were parents. on it. Okay. And so we looked up my parents, and then you showed me how then we could look up my grandparents on earlier ones, and then my great-grandparents. And that's when um, we confirmed that, in fact, my ancestors came from Luxembourg, which I always thought was made up, because who comes from Luxembourg? Yeah, how likely is that? <laughs> right. Uh -huh. um, so... Uh, that's what made it seem so interesting to me was like, oh, wait, there's something to this. Yeah. So for people who are like, you know, why would I even care? Like, it, there's something kind of crazy. Like, I remember on that in that 1941, my dad was, let's see, he was born in um, 34. So he was six at the time. And he his name was William, and he went by Bill, but he, he was listed as Billy. Oh. <laughs> which <laughs> was like, I don't, you know, it just made it so personal to see yes. my dad listed as a six-year-old as Billy in that yeah. sen in that uh, census. So yeah. for, for those who have not got, yet gotten bitten by the genealogy bug, um, that's this is one way it could happen. So Yeah, it, it, the census can be a gateway drug. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's your, how do you plan? I mean, this is huge. You have, do you have any idea how many people you're going to be looking for? Like, how well, are you approaching this? I made a spreadsheet and, uh, and I looked uh, to see who, uh, um, among my dark line ancestors, I started with that, were alive in 1950, and, and they're all in the United States. And then I looked, so on my spreadsheet, and I didn't come up with this. I went to, I attended a terrific uh, webinar a month or two ago from Marion Burke Wood, who talked about doing this. Um, but the, I looked at if I knew their addresses in 1940. 
right? Oh, so, right. And then I looked for I looked all of the data I had for everyone and tried to ascertain as close as I could their 1950 addresses. And mm-hmm. then there's a fabulous tool, Steve Morse. Org, um, has a tool that if you put in an address, it will give you the enumeration district. Or, um, and if you, it, it's not quite that easy, but it's pretty easy. And if mm-hmm. you have the enumeration district, which is the how the Census Bureau divides up a place, then you can, um, on April 1st, on that website, click on the enumeration district, and it will take you to those pages of the Census that are in that enumeration district, and then you can scan with your eyes the, mm-hmm. the um, handwritten census to find your people. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that's it's like a little, you know, it's, <laughs> I realized my, I was about to say it's like a little adventure, and then I realized <laughs> my idea of an adventure is a little stunted, but it is, <laughs> uh, for me, it's an adventure, um, and so I was able to uh, make I don't, I don't, I sh- didn't count, but I've got a good number of people to look up. So I'll probably start by looking for their um, names. And if I don't find them, then I'll go for the enumeration district. But then, right. you know, when you look at the census page and you see who's on it, um, and if they're living in the same place they were in 1940, you can look and see if this, they have the same neighbors and so forth. And um, in 1950, they, uh, they changed the rules and they said that college students should be counted at their college. I mean, if they live in a, at a college, that's where oh. they're counted. So uh-huh. uh, rather than previously, it was at their home, by, uh, in their parents' household. So my dad was in college then. And, um, oh, well, anyway, I'm sorry. I just remembered he went to uh, the junior college his first year. So I'm not sure which college he was at. I need to oh. check that. But um, <laughs> I'm hopeful that he was at Whitman. And um, I, my intention is to take, to print out that page or take it on my computer and show it to him and go through and he can tell me about the the guys in the fraternity house who would also be on that page with him oh how great what a wonderful idea yeah yeah so I think that will be really fun but it's possible he was living at home and going to community college which would it's a little bit less exciting yeah <laughs> but, but I'll be able to find him either way right right I, sh- I should be able to oh that's that's great I mean I think the big thing I'm um, realizing you did was you didn't try to reinvent the wheel with planning this. You got help. Like you went to good sources and got some ideas on how to get started and how to sort of make the most of what you're trying to do. Right. Yes. I, I'm really glad I did. And there's many, many such webinars. People are, I mean, it's the hot topic in genealogy right now, right? Right. So, um, but, uh, I'm glad I went to one fairly early on. In fact, I joined the Kentucky His- the Genealogical Society so that I can go to, so I could go to this webinar. And I'm really glad I did because you know my my ancestors are from Kentucky anyway. But um, it's yeah, it was great. Um, and there, the, so part of me is like, I could just be more chill about this and wait until the indexes come out and so <laughs> forth. But but this year, they're, um, since they are uh, releasing this um, um, rough index, maybe is a way to put it, um, right. they're enlisting the help of people, of genealogy uh, enthusiasts, to correct the index. So that's kind of oh. cool. So uh-huh. there, there will be a tool on the National Archives website uh, where you can report errors. You know, because you know your people, right? So, right. So um, it's funny how you can um, 
you probably experienced this where you see an ancestor's name on a say on a census page and you you know it you know Benjamin Franklin Iglehart but it was totally indexed as something else you know completely because but that because the person who was indexing it didn't know the word Iglehart oh right yeah yeah so um, there I love that the government is looking for help from genealogical sleuths well yeah and it's a it's a fun way to you know sort of give back and help other genealogists you know while you're doing what you want to be doing anyway exactly and i think family search which is the um, free genealogy website from the um, church of jesus christ of the latter-day saints um, they also have a project they have ways to help um mm-hmm. so there's lots of opportunities for that so thinking about it anticipation is so much fun for me i, I I'm, I'm like i love planning ahead like before i got bix oh my goodness I, it was, there, there was so much planning, and uh, and I had had an opportunity to get a puppy. Um, one became available, and I w- but I would have had to get it like that weekend, or I could oh, wait, uh-huh. and I chose to wait, which was great because I got the perfect dog, uh, as right. it turns out. Uh, but those weeks of waiting, which was I think like um, between September and December, um, were were just so much fun. well and i i can't remember exactly what it is but there are studies that show um that you get sort of more benefit from anticipation than sometimes even the actual event oh i can see that like planning a vacation you know gives you far more than sometimes the actual vacation does Right. Even if it's a great vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so, you know, that's a that's a great reason to plan ahead, to, you know, give yourself that boost of all that enjoyment of, of looking forward to something. Right, right. And I think with something like the census release, it's, I'm reminding myself, I mean, I had hoped to do more, right? I'd hoped mm-hmm. to spend more time preparing this month than I actually have been able to um, and I'm just reminding myself that's okay that right any preparation I do for this is going to in this particular example is going to be really helpful and then anything I don't do I'm going to be able to do later because it's not going anywhere and it's only going to get easier to um, to find my people when right the, when the indexes are done um, but I'm glad I'm doing a little something because it's I'm really as I said, excited about um, the April 1st. That's great. Uh, Is there, have you um, prepared yourself for any particular disappointment or things that might go wrong? Or, you know, have you looked for anything like that or considered anything like that? I don't want to think about it, but uh, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I think that, that really there's, there's no losing here because I will find some people and it's just, it's just so much fun. And, right. um, but the biggest fear is that like the, the system will crash, right? Mm. Which, which mm-hmm. could happen. 
Um, right. I mean, think of all the podcast listeners who are going to be using I our, know. Po- our podcast. We're going to crash That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Just with our listeners alone, the system right. could crash. <laughs> right. So um, there, that would be the biggest fear. But you know what? Life will go on if that happens. <laughs> well, yeah. And it just um, gives you more time to anticipate to when you can access it. It's not yes. like it goes away. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which I think is a valuable thing to th- to think about that, you know, so you've sort of run through some scenarios that you hope won't happen, but you you have a backup plan or you you've, t- you know, sort of talked yourself through right what it might be like and and how you can accommodate whatever comes up. Maybe I need to have a, an actual backup plan, like if I can't access the census because the servers are too busy i will watch project runway all-stars <laughs> by the way i'm watching like 10 year old episodes of project runway All-Stars. Really. Uh, you know like i could like something i can do that will feel indulgent and and, and i can soothe myself <laughs> right i i somehow was expecting that it would be genealogy related. So I'm particularly <laughs> delighted that it had absolutely nothing to do with genealogy. Well, because then if I keep doing genealogy, then I'll just be all obsessive about it. That's but if true. I step away and go to the TV and watch some, you know, um, what, uh, lightweight TV, then yeah. uh, that could that could work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I suppose, you know, it's conceivable that I might learn things on the census that are unexpected. Which uh-huh. or problematic? I mean, potentially that like something I thought was true isn't or whatever. Um, but that's just more fodder for research. So there's there's no such thing as a problem when it, I mean you know right. yeah right with genealogy just more it just clues. another another puzzle right. another mystery to delve into yeah um, well that's great and I and I love the idea of. Um, really using this time, enjoying this time of anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's not just about like, you know, trying to come up with the perfect plan. It's about it's about creating this enjoyment in addition to the enjoyment you'll get when you finally get access to it. Oh, yeah, you're right. And there's no there's no way to have a perfect plan here. So I have to let go of that because otherwise I'd be setting myself up for disappointment because there's right um I'm confident like that little blip in my head about where is my father where would he have been in 1950 when I thought I knew there's going to be lots of things like that I suspect but that just adds to the enjoyment of the of the puzzle solving the right so it seems like it's about you know sort of having a general idea and some specific starting points and then just seeing where it takes you yeah, I mean, I think if I didn't do any planning, um, or it might feel overwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. The census is available. Now what? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so having some starting points, and for me, I always with these things, I always start with the people closest to me, generationally, and so then I'll um, work my way back. I've got a few, at least a. a uh, my great-grandparents were alive in 1950, most of them. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think any second great-grandparents were. But then there's all the, you know, the siblings of my ancestors that I can look up to. That's so funny because I have great-grandparents that died 
before the turn of the century. Oh, yeah. You've got those huge generations in your yeah. family. Yeah. Great-grandparents who died before the turn of the century. Yeah. Wow. they. I don't know exactly when my grandfather, my great-grandfather died, but um, they both died before 1899. Oh, wow. And mine, yeah. I have ones that I knew, whom I knew. And oh, wow. Who, yeah, and who died in the 1970s, three of them. Um, and others I didn't know. But uh, wait, how many great-grandparents do I have? Eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Others, I, most of them I didn't know. But anyway, <clears throat> I know them now. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would love to hear from you, our listeners. How do you plan ahead? Um, and what projects are you planning ahead right now? You can let us know on Facebook and Instagram at Getting to Good Enough, on Twitter at GTG Enough. You can head over to the show notes and leave a comment at Getting to Getting to Good Enough.com. I did that last time too, didn't I? You did. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and you can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. For now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. is my signature move now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>